Trilberry. Can't catch a break. Order up, number 46. At his work, he gets no respect. Um, what, Marcus? I was just wondering if you got my new name tag in yet. Because this says Marquay Dickberry. At his home, <laughs> he gets no love. I could understand if your father was still in the house. This is tall. Your stepfather and my lover. Ah. And with his friends, oh, he doesn't have any. But all he needs is a chance. Congratulations. 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 I've been invited to Bartok's mansion to take part in a once-in-a-lifetime ritual in which he, along with five of his most loyal followers, will attempt to raise the spirit of the ancient demon, Abaddon. You're not going anywhere until you scoop that little box. Now, he's off on an adventure. Is the ritual going to work? Shall we the queen, the viking, the werewolf, the witch, and you are the virgin. What the? When it's the end of the world, a new hero must rise. Caddy Slinger. When in doubt, skewer it out. In the grimoire, after the ritual of Abaddon, there was a warning. Beware the prophecy of Fortuitous One. What? 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 Marcus Trilberry and the... I'd really love it if you called me Onyx the Fortuitous. Onyx the Fortuitous and the Talisman of Souls. Oh, hey, <laughs> what are y'all doing in here? Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of Fresh Cuts. This is Mike. Joining me, as always, is Mr. Venom. What's up, Venom? Greetings and salutations, Satanist virgins. Yes, I'm doing pretty well, Mike. How you doing? I'm doing really well, actually. Pretty good. Also with us, it's Don and Ellie. What's up, Don? Yeah, what's going on? Always happy to be here. All right. Well, we'll see how happy you are to be here when we get into the movie, which is uh, this week. Uh, yeah, we picked a VOD one. No, nothing in the theater. Sort of. Well, we can speak on that in a sec. But um, we went with Onyx, the Fortuitous. And the talisman or talisman talisman of souls. Uh, yeah, that's a mouthful <laughs> to say. Um, I think I had first heard of this because there was like a one night showing in my town a couple months ago. I wasn't able to hear or wasn't able to get to it. Not that I was like super interested, but it was something to go see. Wasn't able to see it, but I don't know. It seemed to be like that people that did go see it liked it so then when i saw it hit vod i was like okay maybe you know i didn't know at the time we would do it for fresh cuts it just kind of happened to hit uh vod on a week where there was nothing theatrical so that's how we kind of ended up with this one so well, let me find the synopsis all right fledgling occultist onyx and a group of worshipers attend a once in a lifetime ritual at their idol Bartok the Great's mansion. 
Yeah. Okay, that's an interesting synopsis too. So um, we're gonna go general thoughts on this one, like usual. So Venom, what did you think of movie? I'm not reciting the entire title of again. All right. Well, it's time for me to dust off an old chestnut. I'm I'm very glad I got to use this one more time before the end of 2023. Because I feel like I haven't used it very much this year. But uh, here we go. Fuck this movie. Fuck this movie straight to hell. I fucking hated this movie. I hated just about every second of this experience. And this goddamn movie is almost two hours long. I don't even know where to start with my complaints. Horror comedy? No. It's it's not a fucking horror comedy. It is a comedy. It is a straight comedy that has some horror elements in them. There is nothing scary, nothing tense, nothing atmospheric about this movie whatsoever. Uh, and now, to the comedy. Uh, I, I always thought comedies were supposed to be funny. I didn't laugh once this entire fucking movie. That's not an exaggeration, folks. I didn't even chuckle once in an almost two-hour-long horror comedy. This character of Onyx the Fortuitous has to be the most annoying, grating, just nails-on-a-chalkboard type of character I've seen in almost a decade. Every single time this character was on screen, I wanted to leap into the screen and choke the living shit out of this person. He is so goddamn annoying. This movie is trying to be quirky, and I'm sorry, maybe I just forgot what the definition of quirky is, but this movie ain't it. This movie is annoying. I felt my soul draining from my body, much like the victims in this film. I, 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 can't, I can't perfectly put into words how much I hate this fucking movie. I... I if it weren't for us reviewing it, I would have stopped it 15 minutes in. Before any of the even quote-unquote horror started, I would have stopped this movie just because of the annoyance of this main character. His speech patterns, his cadence, just everything about this guy. His fandom, his at-home situation, his at-work situation, everything about this character is annoying and stupid, and I could not get around it. I, I just couldn't. There's probably a good movie somewhere in here. It, it, we didn't get it because, uh, you know, we've got Jeffrey Combs. We've got Barbara Crampton, you know, two of my favorite genre actors of all time. I literally love almost everything they've ever done. I say almost in all caps because there are one or two things here and there that – you know, aren't up to snuff of things like From Beyond or Reanimator. But my God, this movie is just annoyance after annoyance after annoyance. And then when we get our secondary characters, which would hopefully make up for the absolute douchebaggery that we're getting from our main character, nope, they're just, you know, um, what do you call it, Co color by numbers, cut-and-paste side characters that are just there to be dispatched and, you know, be, uh, and kind of add to the body count, if you will. But it adds nothing to the actual film. It adds nothing to the story. This is a story that we've seen before. 
you know, someone's trying to summon a demon to get their power and needs, you know, people to sacrifice. You know, he invites them over under the guise of performing a ritual. It just, oh, my God. This movie makes me embarrassed to be a Satanist. And let me tell you something. That's, that says a lot because I am a very proud member of the Satanic Temple, and this movie is fucking embarrassing. Anton LaVey, who is not a member of the Satanic Temple, Anton LaVey, of course, was the Church of Satan, but Anton LaVey is rolling in his grave because of the creation of this film. It is, like I said, I'm not going to, I'm going to say one positive thing about the whole movie, and it's the only positive thing I have. I did like the demons. I thought the demons, they were over the top and kind of cartoony, but they reminded me of some of the monsters from that Twilight Zone, the movie segment with the little kid who could, you know, wish people into the cornfield. Uh, the monsters in that segment, like the, the cartoon rabbit and some of the other monsters that came out that are over the top and kind of cartoony, but still come off as terrifying that that kind of reminded me of the creature design in this movie of the two demons that we get the box demon and abaddon um but otherwise i hated every single fucking aspect of this movie to literally to my core i want this movie to burn in hell i never want anyone to set eyes on this fucking thing and how the fuck does this movie have a 6.4 on imdb what the fuck I I am I'm so upset with just the universe right now because this fucking movie exists. So I'm going to leave my general thoughts at that and say fuck this movie, fuck Andrew Bowser, and I don't usually do this. I don't usually get on the case of filmmakers because, you know, they they tried to make a movie. Obviously, I'm not a filmmaker, so, you know, I'll give them their credit for trying, but Fuck this movie and everyone involved with it. Jeffrey Combs and Barbara Crampton, you have a pass because of everything you've done, uh, you know, for the last 40 years in horror. But everybody else involved in this movie, you should be fucking ashamed of yourself. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I'm done. Next. All right. Uh, I'll pass the baton to Donna Nelly for your general thoughts on the movie. I mean, in the interest of saving time, I can copy and paste what Venom said, um, except without the Spanish accent. Um, God, Jesus Christ. I, I mean, yeah, where do you start with this? Um, well, I mean, you know, okay, let's start at the beginning because it's written, directed, and starred by the guy. Who the hell told this guy to put on that kind of an accent? Jesus Christ. I mean, me and Venom were talking about this uh, off camera. He reminds me so much, and I mean, I, I think Venom can take the credit of this, but as soon as he said it, I'm like right on there. He reminds me so much of that Nickelodeon character, Fred, where his speech and pattern and his speech impediment is just so aggravating and annoying. You just want to skin him alive so that way you can't hear him speak anymore. And that's exactly what goes on in here. Um, I, I made it 10 minutes in. Uh, as soon as he left the burger stand, I, I was just about done with him. And I, 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 I can't agree with anything else that he said. The, the, this is just annoyance and aggressively unfunny. 
Like that that's just the main thing that I can take away from this is that it is aggressively unfunny. The ideas and concepts and jokes in here it, it, and I, I'm using that term with the greatest um, sleight of hand here because that what goes on in this is an affront to joke telling in its purest form. All of that is just aggressively unfunny. And I have no idea how people can laugh at this. I, I, I try to take a lot of, you know, stuff at, you know, face value and say, okay, if it doesn't work for me, maybe some others can like this. But this is the kind of comedy that I look at and say, how does anyone look at this and laugh? Or how does anyone hear the type of intonations and speech pattern and the audio quality of his voice? How can you hear that and not just make you want to pull his intestines out of his mouth and strangle him with them? I, I mean, that's just like the kind of guttural reaction you get just spending five seconds listening to him. How do you make a two-hour-long movie? Like, that should be the second thing. You spent two hours with this thing, and it, it, it is an endurance test. I, I mean, I was literally to the point where I didn't even stop this thing when I went to the bathroom. So there's a, a good five minutes stretches in here where I don't know what's happening, and I can't give a damn. Like, that's the thing. I, I aggressively don't give a damn what I missed out on here. And, yeah, it's just, okay, I, I just, I, I'm going to put this on. I'm going to leave it. it. You know, if I go to the bathroom, I go to the bathroom. If I miss something, I, who cares? And, yeah, I, I mean, I, I was close to about, you know, 15, 20 minutes just saying the hell with this. You know, I've got other things to do with my time, but I, I didn't know if there was any time left in the show to say, you know, okay, false alarm, this thing's a total piece of dog shit. What are we going to, you know, replace it with? But I, I kind of wish I did because maybe we could have gotten something. Maybe we could have, you know, I mean, I don't know what else is out there, but I mean, God, it can't be worse than this. Uh, I, I mean, I'm right on there with, you know, Crampton and Combs get a pass. Crampton less so because she's only in it for, what, two, three minutes? She has two scenes, so I'd be... Yeah, I, I, I mean, you know, come on, you, you know that that's not a big deal. And and I mean, plus he gave us you know suitable flesh, so you know, thank you for that. But yeah, uh, I can't say I'm intrigued about anything else this guy is gonna do. I I don't know if there's anything else that he's gonna come out with that I'm going to be interested in based on this. Uh, yeah, you're gonna have to really work me over to make me interested in your career. And the one last thing I'll say about this. We raised $600,000 for this. Fuck you all to hell just as much as the filmmakers. This is on you. You are the assholes that gave this man the green light to do this. You are the one that put this money in his hands. Fuck you all to hell just like everybody else. Now I'm done. <laughs> What's funny is that on paper, I, I bet this movie probably sounded pretty good when it was like in the in the treatment stage, you know, when, when they were still writing it and maybe starting up uh, the Kickstarter or GoFundMe or whatever it is that they utilized. Um, it seems like on paper it may have been a good idea, but this director putting himself in the movie as this particular character is the just the major, major downfall of this movie. I mean, you literally put any other comedic actor in this spot. It doesn't even have to be a big-name comedic actor. 
I mean, it's not like you're going to get a John Leguizamo or – not that he's that much of a big name, but, I mean, he's probably, like, B-grade at this point. You know, he did just do the – what, the menu. He was in the menu earlier this year. But I'm saying a, a name comedic actor might have been able – you know, a, a good comedic actor with good timing and a good sense of what makes something funny might have been able to do something with this material. But this guy just – Like I said, I just don't understand. I'm wondering if this is another viral video type thing, kind of like Nickelodeon's Fred, where he was a viral sensation first. And then because of that viral popularity, he ended up getting, you know, a a movie, a couple of movies on Nickelodeon and some TV appearances and blah, blah, blah. I'm wondering if this is the same situation. I hated this movie so much. I did not do any research. You guys know I love to do my research. I love to find out as much as I can about these filmmakers and actors and everything else. But I walked away from this movie hating it so much, I will not spend a second of my precious time doing any research for this thing to find out if he was some kind of viral sensation. Because at the end of the movie, during the closing credits, there's actually these little clips that easily could have been like these little TikTok videos or whatever that appeared on the Internet that maybe might have made people laugh in small doses. Definitely wouldn't have made me laugh, but potentially, you know, so maybe that's it. Maybe that's how this guy got his crowdfunding. He, maybe he did some viral video that got him popular in his hometown or whatever. I don't know. The point is I'm not going to take the time to find out. I care so little about this project and this person. Uh, Mr. Mr. Bowser, is that his name? Andrew Bowser? Uh, Mr. Bowser, my or my strongest suggestion for you would be do not appear in your movies anymore. For fuck's sake, stay out of your films. You are not M. Night Shyamalan. You are not Quentin Tarantino. So just stay the fuck out of your movies, and maybe I won't hate the next one with the fiery passion of a thousand suns. Mike, you're up. Uh, All right, well, you guys have pretty much said it all. I mean... I hate to have few words for this, but I did just get done seeing Godzilla minus one, so I'm a little distracted in the head after seeing something actually incredible. But I'll do my no best. No spoilers. Here. My birthday movie. To- no spoilers. <laughs> my birthday movie tomorrow. No spoilers. No spoilers. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't spoil it. First of all, um, but uh, yeah, as far as this movie one, it should have been like seventy-five minutes at max. Like it should have been one of those. Movies that barely hit feature length in the first place because it's very gimmicky and the style of comedy is something that feels like it's worthy of a skit, not being a movie. Um, I was actually hoping when Venom said, I will give it credit for the one thing I liked. I was really hoping it would be something different than what I was going to say because that's pretty much the only thing I liked about it too was <laughs> the, the practical designs – and special effects, not even special effects, but just costume designs and stuff of the demons. I thought those looked pretty cool. Um, I wish they would have been in more of the movie and had more of an impact besides just kind of sitting around looking at things going on on the screen. But, uh, yeah, this movie, uh, it, it dragged. It wasn't very interesting. I thought the setup was okay. Like, okay, we're trying to get all these people to this house for some reason and things don't look on the level and it was like okay at the bare minimum i can be okay with like finding out where this movie's going but it it just felt like a 
big old nothing happened during the whole movie, and it was just boring. And it's like I had to almost do a double take of the cast afterwards on IMDb because I was like, man, if you if you described the actual plot and showed me the cast, I would think, man, this has potential. And then, like, the kind of positive stuff I heard from, like, not just, like, you know, run-of-the-mill podcast folk peers of ours, but, like, actually some, like, respectable names that were, like, saying they'd like this, and I had uh, some hope for it, and, man, I, oh, God, I feel bad about even suggesting this in our chat, because <laughs> this was just bad, and I didn't even, I didn't even want to say anything about it, because I was like, well, there's that chance that I just didn't see something in it that Don and Venom did because it's not like it's unusual for us to disagree about movies. So I was like, uh, I'm not like I'm not going to say anything to them ahead of time about what I thought, even in the slightest, just because of that percent that they could have liked it, and maybe I'm the idiot and I just need to rewatch it, and you know maybe I'll get something out of it the next time. But no, this is a time we are pretty yeah. much all in agreement. Not yeah, I don't not think there's any reason to. I don't think there's any reason to subject yourself to two hours of this again. <laughs> yeah. Um, I basically watched four hours worth of movies today, and two hours of those were fantastic, and two hours were the complete opposite. <laughs> so, um, yeah. What else can I say? Uh, I don't know how they managed to uh, wrangle this this cast. I mean, maybe, I don't know, maybe Barbara Crampton's a little understandable because she tends to, like, star and, like, just, you know, a lot of under-the-radar, low-budget horror. Jeffrey Combs, I guess, sometimes he does, but I don't know. This seems kind of even below his standards. Um, but, yeah, I, 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 there's just really not much I could point someone to this movie, like, there's other times where I'm kind of middle of the road or even less than that, but I can still at least identify a few things in a movie that people other than myself might enjoy. But I don't know. This is one of those instances where in good conscience, I can't, I, I can't recommend anyone sitting down to spend two hours of their time with this. It's just the writing wasn't good. It, it just, nothing was very interesting about it. Uh, the, the lead guy, which has already been said, it's just, annoying uh, the way I I understand they were trying to like portray like oh look he's a quirky eccentric nerd that oh I bet all you horror fans will identify with no not really not at all like we're not we didn't all grow up like that and it just felt like over the top and absurd for the sake of being absurd and uh yeah uh, I don't have much else to say for for general thoughts but I, I feel bad for some of the cast because I know they're all capable of of better than this. So hopefully in whatever they go on to or are currently filming, uh, it ends up a lot better than this movie and they can leave this one in behind as a footnote on their uh, future career. So I'll leave it at that for now. Another thing about this movie that was very, very triggering for me on a personal level is that our main character is a toy collector. He has, uh, what was it, Battle Cats, I think. Battle Cats with a K, because it's way cooler with a K. Uh, basically, this old TV series that had a line of toys as well. And 
I am also a toy collector. For those who don't know, I'm a big collector of Funko Pops. Uh, you know, I, I've been doing it for a couple of years. I resell them, so I'm actually, it, you know, it's kind of almost a side hustle for me, if you will. But and I am also a Satanist, so it's like this guy. It was almost. It's almost like the director was trying to do a portrayal of somebody like me. But it's like I, I'm sorry, I, I didn't live with my mother till I was 30. I definitely wasn't a virgin that long. I just. This guy is just the the epitome of loser, and I don't understand how that's supposed to ingrain him to the audience. It's one thing to be an absolute loser, the lovable loser. This guy's not even lovable. He's not a lovable loser. He's just a moron. He's a just a dipshit that I would never associate with in real life, and those people don't deserve redemption moments. You know, he, he literally lets himself, he's a grown fucking man who lets himself be bullied by other grown fucking men. It, it, it is so infuriating to see men without a spine. And, and this is, this, and this is not a, an attack on anyone's, you know, masculinity or sexuality or anything like that. You, you fucking defend yourself, all right? You're at your job and you're letting these three douchebags that look like they're in high school get the better of you. That's not endearing. Horror directors, listen to me, please. That is not fucking endearing to have these fucking loser characters all over our horror movies and then somehow we're supposed to get behind them and cheer for them and be happy when they get their redemption moment at the end of the film. No! No, for fuck's sake. Just make an entertaining movie. And don't put yourself in it either, for fuck's sake. If, you, if you're a director who does not have any actual acting training, stay the fuck out of your movies. Hire a professional. For fuck, even a friend that, you know, maybe the budget is, maybe it's a budgetary reason that Andrew had to star in his own movie. Maybe he couldn't afford to get a name comedic actor. But for fuck's sake, you have to have a friend, you know, from theater class or something that's a better actor than that. I'm sorry. And now that I look through his um, filmography, it does look like Onyx the Fortuitous is an old character that he's had kind of under his belt for a while. It looks like he did a web series in 2020 with uh, with Onyx as the char- as the main character. So, like I said, apparently this this character somehow got some internet notoriety, and somehow this guy thought he deserved a two hour movie, which is just so upsetting to me, so incredibly upsetting. Don's um, Don's statement about this thing being aggressively unfunny is so fucking perfect because everything that this movie does wrong, it does it aggressively. It is just so aggressively bad that it's like I said, it's triggering. It's like I can't believe you thought we were this stupid as a as a collective horror audience that we would enjoy something like this. This is just. And like I said, to me, this isn't a horror movie. I'm sorry. Yes, there are demons in here. Yes, there's a witch. There's a werewolf, blah, blah, blah. But this is a straight comedy. I mean, if you guys look at stuff like Gremlins and the Monster Squad as quote-unquote horror comedy, then okay. Then I guess this falls under horror comedy to you. Those movies are not horror comedies to me. They are straight comedies that have, you know, some horror stuff to it. I wouldn't add it as a subgenre to, uh, you know, to the description of the film. Same thing with this one. It's funny because I just rewatched Studio 666, and when we reviewed that earlier this year or last year, whenever it was, you know, 
a couple of us really liked it. Maybe one of us was a little lukewarm on it. Dude, Studio 666 is a fucking masterpiece compared to this movie. It is the godfather compared to this piece of shit that I just spent two hours with. Um, <laughs> I'm tr- uh, I, you guys know that I hate being this aggressive when it comes to the films. I hate being this hateful because I am not a filmmaker and I have no idea what it takes to make a film. But goddamn, you made me sit through two hours of one of the most annoying characters of the last quarter century. And I mean, Jesus Christ, Shelley from Friday the 13th Part 3, I will hang out with him for the rest of my life if I never have to see this fucking Onyx the Fortuitous ever again. You can pull out any annoying character from a horror movie ever, and I would rather buy that character a beer than even spit in the direction of Andrew fucking Bowser. And the funny thing is, I don't know Andrew Bowser. He, maybe he's a lovely man. He may be a great guy who does charity work and has kids and a wife and blah, 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 blah. He might be a wonderful human being, but he fucking sucks at making horror comedies. And I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, do you guys have anything else to say before we go into what's going to be an incredibly short walkthrough? Please let this be quick. <laughs> Yeah, can we request the first ever run through? <laughs> it's I mean honestly a run through is all this movie deserves. Ultimately, it's a very simple <laughs> Please make this quick. Yeah, it's a very simple film. You know, we meet Onyx the Fortuitous. He's a loser idiot who lives with his mother. His mother is recently remarried. He hates his stepfather. Oh, comedy gold right there, right? Oh yeah. Anyway, um the He is a fan of a a man named Bartok, uh, the what? What was Bartok? Bartok Bartok the Great. Great. Yep, Uh, played, of course, by Jeffrey Combs. Um, Bartok the Great is an occultist, you know, a very famous occultist who, um, you know, does records, does seminars, does videos, blah, blah, blah. He's got like a little multimedia empire. He ends up having a very Willy Wonka-style contest where he basically is going to pick five of his loyal followers to participate in a ritual at his mansion. So, so of course, already that sounds nefarious. We then end up meeting the, uh, you know, uh, the day of, uh, of course, um, Onyx the Fortuitous ends up winning. He's one of the five lucky people who ends up going. We end up meeting Mackenzie who's, you know, kind of a bohemian type, um, you know, girl, probably, you know, mid-twenties or so. Uh, we meet Jasminder, who is kind of the goth chick of the bunch, black leather, metal studs, blah, blah, blah. We end up meeting a character ma- named Mr. Duke. Uh, and when I first heard that name, I'm like, oh, wow, is this like a, a, a relative of Creighton Duke from... Uh, Jason goes to hell. No, no, my friends. No, Creighton Duke is a thousand times cooler than this fucking guy in this movie. Not Ultimately, Mr. Duke isn't the problem with this movie. He's actually one of the more likable characters in the movie. At least he has a brain and does utilize it. But, you know, obviously that, that's not going to work out for him in the end. And then the last character we meet is, oh, what the hell was her name? Shelly. Um, and Shelly seems like she's just a very suburban housewife, kind of bubbly, almost to a fault, where, you, just, you know, she's just so giddy and smiley that you just kind of want to strangle her. She's one of those, you know, ultra bubbly characters. So those are our five characters. They meet in front of Bartok's house. 
they are then invited in. Well, before they get in, they have to put on a necklace with a green uh, jewel on it, and then they have to leave a personal item in the box that has the green jewels. They swap out their personal items for the jewel on the on the chain. They everybody puts it on. They go into the house. They meet Bartok uh, the Great. He does like a uh, a Bartok is dead type gag, uh, you know, where he's dead on the floor. But then they chant, you know, um, rise or you know, come back from the grave or whatever the fuck, and he ends up waking up. Blah blah blah. We're introduced to his um, his assistant, which is uh, who's named Farah. You know, fairly pretty blonde, well, green haired actually. The actress is blonde. She has green hair in the movie. And at that point, you know, we're basically told that Bartok wants to perform a ritual. He's very standoffish when it comes to the ritual itself. Like, he doesn't actually explain everything that they're doing. But I'm going to spoil it right now. Basically, what he's doing is he's trying to open a portal to the realm of Abaddon. And anybody who's seen any of the uh, Hell House movies knows the Abaddon Hotel and probably might remember some of the backstory to uh, the demon Abaddon. Uh, we don't get a whole lot here as far as backstory, just that, you know, if this ritual is completed, he will get the Talisman of Souls. And with the Talisman of Souls, he has to collect five souls to then open the portal to Abaddon. Once opening the portal to Abaddon, he will be able to take Abaddon's power for himself and rule in heaven, or excuse me, rule in hell or on earth, you know, based on his desire. Now, obviously, people start getting bumped off in, it's not even really all that entertaining ways. Basically, once Bartok gets the Talisman of Souls, he attaches it to the Dagger of Dagon. H.P. Uh, uh, Lovecraft fans everywhere rejoice. Well, maybe not, actually. Maybe we don't want Lovecraft being associated with this movie. So, yeah, mm. uh, take it with a grain of salt. Um, and then basically anytime he stabs someone with the dagger of Abaddon while it has the talisman attached to it, it basically sucks in their soul. And then what it does is it leaves them as kind of an undead ghoul. The problem is if you are wearing one of those green uh, necklaces that they had left for the, for, uh, the contest winners outside – when they look at the ghoul, it still looks like the normal person. So basically, after um, after Onyx witnesses someone getting killed, he tries to tell the rest of the group that they were killed and had their souls sucked out. But then they end up seeing the person like the next day, and she looks normal, blah, blah, blah. But then at one point, Onyx gets pissed off, and he pulls the jewel off. And that's when he starts to see everybody as a ghoul, basically as an undead ghoul whereas everybody else who's wearing the necklace sees them as normal, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we end up, <laughs> uh, everybody starts getting picked off. Uh, eventually, uh, Mr. Duke, who is kind of a, you know, a very intelligent college professor type, is able to figure out the mystery and figure out even how to stop Bartok from being able to get Abaddon's power. Unfortunately, he is then killed himself. But the final two survivors at this point, which are Onyx and um, Mac McKenzie, who he's kind of developing a little bit of a romance with, they end up finding the notebook in their escape attempt to get out. Um, let's see, McKenzie ends up reading the notebook and seeing what needs to be done, but she doesn't tell Onyx right away. She ends up ripping a couple of pages out of the book and then making a map for him, showing him how to get out of the mansion and get to the cemetery where he will need to go to complete the ritual of Abaddon. So at this point, 
Um, Mackenzie is then taken out. Uh, Onyx is now the last uh, character left alive. And he is told, he finally reads those pages that were written for him. The pages basically tell him that the fortuitous one, which is kind of like the chosen one or the, uh, the prophecy basically spoke of a fortuitous one, someone who could stop Bartok from getting Abaddon's power. He's reading through these documents. The documents basically say that the fortuitous one, um, must leap into the portal that goes down to Abaddon's lair. If he truly is the fortuitous one, he will gain Abaddon's power and he'll be able to come back up the portal and return the souls of the people who've been taken out by the Dagger of Dagon. So, of course, you know, we get our little back and forth. We get our little bit of a battle. Eventually, Bartok is able to stab Onyx in the chest with the knife. The knife and the talisman start sucking out his soul. But then suddenly it stops. And um, that's when Onyx reveals, or yeah, Onyx reveals to Bartok, oh, by the way, this isn't a green jewel. He pulls up his necklace. And it's like one of his little battle cat action figures that looks exactly like the jewel that's supposed to be on there. So since he's not wearing that, oh, by the way, did you guys notice that he wasn't wearing the jewel, yet he was still seeing the ghouls? Hmm. Plot hole number 437 for this movie. Um, but that's, you know, again, that's that's one tiny nitpick amongst an ocean of nitpicks with this movie. All right, so he gets stabbed. The dagger starts sucking out his soul, but then it instantly stops when he reveals that he's not wearing the jewel that he's supposed to be. He ends up jumping into the hole. Uh, a couple of minutes later, we see uh, the whole the portal kind of open back up, and we see a sword poke out. And then out comes Onyx the Fortuitous. But now, instead, his clothes are all tattered, exposing his battle cat's tidy whities that he's wearing, which again, I guess, was supposed to be for comedy, but didn't make me laugh at all. Um, and he is able to take the sword. And basically what he does is he takes all four of his friends who are now ghouls because they've had their souls taken and he stabs them all at once. He lines them up, you know, front to back and then just stabs them all in one stab. Uh, we start seeing lightning, blah, blah, blah. Their souls end up getting returned to them. They no longer look like ghouls. But then at this point, um, Bartok uh, turns to his assistant, Farah, who, as it turns out, she is a demon. She's a demon that Bartok summoned to help him get through the ritual of Abaddon. Eventually, she realizes that Bartok is not the, the person who should be wielding that power. So she turns on him, and throughout the film, she's actually helping Onyx you know, by unlocking doors and leaving bits of information for him. At one point, even entering his dream and flat out telling him exactly what he needs to do, blah, blah, blah. Um, Bartok gets pissed off at Farah. They get into a fight. Farah ends up decapitating Bartok, killing him instantly, of course. And, and, then, and then she makes an offer to Onyx. She says, you know, if you and I get together, you and I can rule um, uh, hell and earth as, you know, the demon couple. Um, Onyx, of course, being a virgin, you know, and, and again, that's supposed to be part of the comedy, him being so standoffish around pretty girls and blah, blah, blah. Eventually, he declines and says, no, I, I can't do that because I would be leaving my friends. 
um, which is an interesting reasoning. Like, not that he didn't want to become a demon and didn't want to rule in hell. No, he just didn't want to leave his friends, who, by the way, at the beginning of the movie, this fucker didn't have any friends. <laughs> so, and I'm not even sure if any of these people would even consider themselves a friend so much as maybe an acquaintance. Maybe Mackenzie, because she does kiss him right before she sacrifices herself uh, so that he can get out of the mansion. Um but otherwise, yeah, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, he declines. Um, Farah turns into her demon form, which is not nearly as cool as Abaddon and the box demon. I skipped both of those scenes completely. Um, the box demon scene had the potential to be really entertaining, but what the box demon told Onyx wasn't revealing. It, it added nothing. It just put him in a catatonic state, and then he went and chugged a bottle of absinthe for no real reason. And this is a guy who doesn't drink, mind you, and he chugged the bottle of absinthe. So, of course, you've got drunken hilarity after that for a little while, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, after the ritual is over, everybody is, you know, back to their normal state. They're all able to go back, you know, to their normal lives. And then we get kind of an epitaph scene where we see Farah, the demon, with the severed head of Bartok, but the head is alive and inside of, like, it's like under glass, basically. And they are sitting there plotting their revenge. So despite Farah kind of turning on Bartok, because Onyx didn't join her, to rule in hell, now she's okay with Bartok, and now they're working together to get their revenge, and that's how the movie ends, so I guess they're trying to set up a sequel, and Mike, if there's a sequel for this movie, fuck you, we are not reviewing it on this show, and I am never watching it ever, 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 so that's it, folks. That's my run-through. I wish it could have been faster, because I, I still feel myself dying a little bit just talking about it for this short amount of time. And like I said, uh, my my little run-through didn't really go over a lot of the truly ultra-annoying aspects of this movie. Like I said, it's hard to put into words everything that this movie does wrong and everything about this movie that just infuriates you as a viewer. So, like I said, unless you are a huge fan of incredibly stupid, quirky movies that no one likes... I would avoid this movie like the plague. It is almost two hours long. It's too long. It's not funny. It's not scary. It's not entertaining. It's just an exercise in frustration and anger. And I'm done. <laughs> Back to you, Mike. Yeah, I, I guess to echo that, the only reason I could see someone like seeking this out is – they know nothing about the movie and they just see the listing of the cast and they're like, oh, I want to see what they're up to. And they make the mistake of thinking maybe it'll be good because of who's in it. Other than that, you yeah. know, avoid it. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I can't add much else. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. I mean, if you want to see a good movie with Barbara Crampton from 2023, go watch Suitable Flesh. If you yes. want to watch something good with Jeffrey Combs, I don't think he's actually done anything this year, has he? Uh, anything in, in the genre, I mean. I mean he's I, done I know, something, but yeah, I, I, I can't recall offhand. I know Benham, he was did you like Suitable Flesh? Uh, like I liked it. I liked it. I didn't love it. But I, yeah, did, I did enjoy I, it. I liked yeah. it. I, I wanted to like it more, but I still liked it. Like I just was hoping for a little bit more, but I still liked it. Yeah, yeah. Overall, it was it was well made. It was it was fairly enjoyable. 
Um, same thing with me, Mike. I, I wish there was a little bit more, yeah, especially to the horror aspect of it. I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of that, but you know, we got what we got, and especially especially because they pulled Heather Graham for that movie. Yeah. So I was like, okay, like interesting, and then it was all right. Very very naked uh, Heather Graham. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, always a positive. Because <laughs> she, she's what, in her early 50s now? And she doesn't uh, look it at all. I think she's younger than me, isn't she? Early she's got to be already. around that because... She's at least in her... I remember... She's, a, she's at she, least in her mid-40s. When I was yeah. like 8, 9, or 10, she was in License to Drive, that comedy with Corey Feld or the Corys, and she was what, probably a teenager then oh, sure. or 20s so she's got to be at least like eight well, eight plus believe years it or older not. than me yeah believe it or not heather graham and myself are the exact same age she was born the same year as i was she is two months older than me she was born in january right. she does not look it at all no no my I god can, uh, that's, that's I, can, I can honestly say she looks younger than me like <laughs> oh by far but by me yeah but considered yeah <laughs> I mean, that's and, and, I, and, I, don't, that's and I don't just mean it. Yeah, I don't just mean it because, like, sometimes when people get older but they're still fit, I don't even mean it in that way. But even her, like, in her face, like, yeah. she just has a more youthful look than for her age. But anyways, enough uh, slobbering over Heather Graham. I could do that anytime. I'll save the rest. I'll save more of that for some other uh, show. But oh, um, yeah. boogie nights later. Woo. Uh, all right well that's gonna wrap up the discussion on this movie let's uh find out if and what we have recorded since then venom europe first what do you got all right not much news since the last recording we have uh episode 20 of no more room in hell presents creature comforts where we look at the giant spider invasion um, our next episode is going to look at, of course, the only movie that a show like that could review in December of 2023. That is, of course, Godzilla Minus One. So we'll be looking at that for the next episode. That episode will definitely be out by Christmas. Um, I have <laughs> I have more than enough free time to edit the shows quicker now. So uh, until I get work, uh, yeah, uh, that show will definitely be out before Christmas. Um Let's see, the main show, I believe it's episode 48 or 49, is still our latest episode for No More Room in Hell. Um, I did a I did a guest spot on 22 Shots of Moods and Horror this past weekend, uh, my first appearance with them in over two years, and that was, of course, for Italian Horror Month, where we looked at the movies of Massimo Papillo, which included Terror Creatures from the Grave, The Bloody Pit of Horror, and Lady Morgan's Vengeance. All all three very enjoyable movies in varying degrees. So uh, I'm not sure if that episode's actually out yet. I think they kind of delay their releases on that show. But um, once I see it actually available, I'll go ahead and announce it here. And then, you know, all three of us here are waiting for our uh, December appearance on Cut to the Chase for 12 Days of Chasemus. So hopefully that happens sooner than later because it's already December 3rd as we're recording this episode. So um, hopefully everything back in the Cut to the Chase family is back to normal and they get back to their normal recording schedule. 
And that's pretty much it for me. Um, obviously, because of the situation I'm in, I'm spending my time on the job hunt more than anything. So my my 2023 movie watches are starting to suffer. But luckily, it's already December and I'll be starting up on rewatches in a couple of weeks anyway in preparation for our top 10 show um, in the first week of next year. And I think that's it for me, folks. All right. How about you, Dom? Uh, yeah. Um, as mentioned, we've got uh, the latest Creature Comforts uh, out and about for everyone. Uh, I think we're in the final stages of when we're going to do uh, Godzilla Minus One, which, as I said, I'm personally seeing tomorrow for my birthday. So fuck you all. I'm not talking to anybody tomorrow. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, uh, like I said, uh, that's my birthday present to me. So uh, I'll, I'll see you guys all later. I, I'm i in talks to do um, a show with uh, some friends of mine. I, I've, I've been on them with them before um, called the Night Club. Um, they're usually a lot of fun. So uh, hopefully uh, we're going to get something together uh, more of a, you know, it's been a while since I've had you on. Let's get something together kind of a thing. So I, I don't know what we're doing yet. Uh, it's just one of those where they want to, you know, have me on. So hopefully I'll have the details on that by next time. And hopefully as you hear this, I will have uh, the first few episodes of season three recorded for Horror Countdown. So uh, the clock is ticking. I'm getting ready for season three, and uh, it should be a fun one. So, uh, yeah, just be on the lookout for that when it drops in the uh, first week of January. But, uh, yeah, I guess that's uh, pretty much it on my end. All right. Uh, as far as I go, nothing new. Um, I do need to I – need, I need to get up your guys' latest episode of uh, Creature Comforts on YouTube, though. Um yeah. Keep forgetting, I, yeah. I keep forgetting to grab it out of the folder because uh, I'm used to like working on our shows where like immediately after we record, I'm like moving files and having it like on the other computer. But with Creature Converts, I just have to remember that I don't already have the files. I just got to go download them. Um, but uh, other than that, nothing for me. I I think I'm in talks to do something for Twelve Days of Chase Mist as well. So uh, once that gets officially figured out, I'll probably offer more details on that. Other than that, I did listen to uh, 22 Shots, the episode you were on Venom. Good appearance, as always. Oh, is um, it out? Yeah, it, it released this past oh, Friday. Good. So. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I think, they, I think they release it, like, earlier in the week for patrons, and then Friday goes up for everybody, so... I that usually listen sense. to it at work, yeah. Um, so it was fun. Always fun uh, listening to you elsewhere. Um, and then, yeah, that's it. Uh, we got, what, a couple more episodes of Fresh Cuts for the year, yeah. and then we'll be taking off to prep for the Top Ten show in January. But other than that, it uh, looks like it's going to be another VOD next week. Uh, I... I want to say it can only go up from here, but uh, you never know ah. sometimes. So <laughs> let's hope. Let's hope that statement is true. Um, but other than that, thanks to everybody for listening to this episode. If you had already watched the movie coming in, uh, hopefully this helped you suffer a little less from it. 
if you watch it after this episode, you ain't got no excuse because uh, we tried Lord to warn you. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but with that said, thanks everyone for uh, checking out another episode. Let's say bye to our listeners. Again, you all did this. It's all on you. Fuck you all. <laughs> I'm going to go bleach my eyeballs now. Have a good night, folks. I'm going to go think about Godzilla some more um, yeah! to make me happy. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Peace.